travelers, and welcome to another episode of Tales of Tabat, a Genshin lore podcast. Last week, we sent Kaya's DNA to Ancestry.com and took a look at the Archon Quest, Kari Bear. This week, we're discussing Fischl von Lucifer. I'm sorry, my German is very rusty, but the best character, the best support and or DPS, Fischl. Good day, subjects. Fate has spoken and our retinue has cast upon the glowing scroll of the ether, images sealed with the creation of tales told on this eve. In other words, visit our website for visuals. It's talesoftavat.com. You can also check out on our site links to our past seasons and special episodes, artist spotlights from the community per episode, uh, wallpapers for download, and some of our favorite Genshin merch. Finally, feel free to email us at talesofdevotpod at gmail.com to let us know what you think of this week's episode and what topics you'd like to see in the future. Today, though, we do have a very special guest on. It is our official enthusiast, Vanessa. Hello. I am honored to be here. Welcome, our very first guest. Longtime listener, longtime fan. Thank you. I'm honored. What better topic than to be here for than Miss Fischl? (laughs) One of your faves. Yes. (laughs) Probably my most fave. Vanessa, can you tell us why Fischl is like your fave? Uh, I think she stands out out of everybody in the game. I think she is so fun and just lives in her own delusion. I love her look. I think what drew me to her was her look. Obviously, I love the purple and black and all of that. And she has this beautiful raven next to her. So... Yeah, she's great. And she's a a bow character, which is what I like to play with. So then I realized how ridiculous she was. And it was that was it. The rest is history. I I can go on and on about her. So you came for the goth and stayed for the delusion. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) And it's so funny. I've been teaching myself German uh, on and off for a while now. And I, I picked it back up this month. And it's I didn't even mean to, but I'm like, oh, wait, now I can be like Fischl a little bit. <laughs> I do like that you were just randomly like, hey, I'm just going to learn German now, you know? Like, yeah, I've, I've tried to. It's, I was like, I've always wanted to learn it. it. It sounds enough like English that I feel comfortable with it. But um, yeah. See, to me, German sounds nothing like English. <laughs> I'm going to convince you of that later. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of obvious like German things that are inspiring her character and I can attempt to you know, pronounce them correctly. So, you know, hopefully. Oh, good, because we have no idea how to pronounce any of it. I mean, you heard anything. I'm no expert. (laughs) Don't come for me. You're going to do better than me. I'm an A1. I'm still A1 German. (laughs) I'm still learning. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Fischl von Luftschloss. 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 And then Narfedort is just made up. I I am a (laughs) Narfedort. You're a Narfedort for sure. That's true. And just quickly for our travelers, too, Vanessa's a very good friend of all of ours. She is not only an avid Genshin player, but an avid Honkai Impact the third player, which is very important when it comes to Fischl, which I never thought I'd ever say that something from Honkai Impact the third was very important on this podcast, but it is. How dare you? (laughs) Uh, It's in every... It's in every one of our Spotify polls. <laughs> Just to see that a quanta. Which is relevant here, actually. But yeah. um, outside of the video game stuff, Vanessa is a very, very smart, intelligent person and very, very into the world of history. 
based off her studies and everything. Not a history buff. Don't get it mixed up. <laughs> and she has her German that we didn't know about until like two days ago. So very exciting. She's definitely going to bring a lot to this episode. So we're very, very excited to have her. That being said, Fischl, I'm not going to pronounce the rest of it. The Princessin. Do you guys remember like the first time you ever saw Fischl? I feel like I didn't really get like a big intro to her really. I think I pulled her before I met her. Well, her first story appearance was 1.1, right? Unreconciled stars. Yeah. So I missed the event as most people did, but I did go back and watch it later. Um, and it was very funny to see her, everyone reacting to the way she speaks, uh, including Mona. But yeah, I think I just pulled her on, a, you know, a random banner and was like, oh, who's this? I really enjoy her combat. <laughs> And then she would talk during her idol. And I was like, what the hell? They're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, it's the same thing. Like, I don't even know if I pulled her. I think I was like, who's this on the banner? Yeah, I Brandon, um, because I Brandon showed me the game, as I've mentioned a few times, um, as soon as she showed me her, I was like, I need the goth girl. Like, <laughs> I don't even care if I, I don't, I'm not good with bows and I don't care. Because I was just like, I just need her because she's such a little crazy goth drama queen i remember the first time being introduced to official because speaking of vanessa was in chat with us when i pulled her and i'm like who's this and vanessa's like you mean the best damn character ever <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yeah she's like a, a hidden five star in a four star kit it's crazy yeah. i don't want to talk too much about it but i pulled her too and was like oh okay this is cool i'm gonna love playing with her but then realizing how like broken she is like as soon as you get a couple constellations on her you're good so absolutely yeah. i think she's one of the only four stars i haven't c6 um, really i think i'm missing one constellation on her so she's at c5 but she's not c6 well she's on the banner so yeah yeah she has she's there. pulse i give that lady her her five stars because <laughs> I, too, love to be delusion. <laughs> Convince yourself. <laughs> All right, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, really, all we know about Fischl off the bat as a traveler who is starting the game right now is that Fischl is an investigator for the Adventurers Guild and that she says she's from a different world. Not Hankai. Yes. That's, like, base knowledge, right? That's it? Well, she may say that. Do I believe her? Not really. But, well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting, though, because this is a character that has so much depth to them. Mm -hmm. when you look under that surface but unless you're looking for it i feel like you don't get a lot official and that's really unfortunate yeah what she actually says is answering the call of destiny we have descended upon to that that's how mm -hmm. she introduces herself her and oz i have a theory on that but that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get into a lot of yeah. crazy theories <laughs> i don't know i just feel like you talk to her and you go okay there's something there's something going on here. Like, I don't think for one moment I went, oh yeah, she's really the princess. I mean, yes. the, the second you hear, tis I, <laughs> uh, there, there's a moment of like, oh, we're, we're doing that. And it hella reminded me of an anime I used to watch that was very cringe for me because I did something very similar, but there's this anime called Love uh, Shunibyo and Other Delusions <laughs> where one of the main characters, Rika, Think she has magical powers does not 
has no, none of it. She's just in middle school pretending she has these magical powers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. I was that autistic kid. <laughs> and, and I'm just, it, it, well, she wears an eye patch and just like Fischl. I'm just like the, the parallels of this show and like the idea of she's very special when in reality there's no such thing as magic. With Fischl, it's very different because she actually has a vision, so she is very special, but she is not the true princess. Right. I don't know. I believed her. <laughs> I did too. I took her for her word. I'm like, I don't know. She's got this Oz guy he's here talking to. I really thought I did not that she was serious. I mean, she stands out, like I said earlier, in a way that is different from the rest of the game. But then Mona kind of is a taste of it. I feel like she's a small extension of that. So it's it's believable. We believe Mona when she talks all her stuff. So Yeah, but she also does, isn't talking in a way that is like grandiose. It's a little different, though. If you take a listen, mm-hmm. it's a little off-brand, I think, from the rest of the characters. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Another thing I was going to say was that when she first introduces... When she's first introduced to us, I guess you get her early character lines and her voice lines mm-hmm. and i think her hello greetings whatever is something about the traveler also being not mm-hmm. of this world mm-hmm. yeah so i like i like that she's putting that out there because i don't know how often that's put out there from other people yeah she's like one of like five characters that say that i think the only characters who were like openly acknowledge that we're not from this world besides the archons are albedo and fischl i thought there was one more there might be, but those are the two I can remember because we're talking People. about Fischl and I love Albedo. So maybe I'm thinking of non-playable characters. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. It could also be Scarra. People hint to it. Yeah. I like like Ido hints to it, right? Like he's like, you're a moon. What does he call her? He says something and she's like, her and Paimon are like a snack or something. Oh, you mean uh, lavender melons? Lavender <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what do they call her? They're they're fruit, not people. Whatever. You know, there's clues out there, but I don't think anyone's like, hi, you're another person that is not of this world. Yeah, <laughs> which is also what makes it believable. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that. I mean, we as we realize that she's delusional, sort of, or, you know, <laughs> she's role playing. Um, as we learn that, it to me, it deepens the mystery of her backstory, um, which we find out, you know, is from this book series. But um, it also just kind of, it broadens the like conspiracy theories that you can have about Fischl. And is she really this person, even though everyone thinks that she's role-playing? Or, you know, was she role-playing someone, then she became that person? And then who is that person? So I love the sort of like Russian doll aspect of it, of like, she was just a normal girl role-playing, but she got her vision and Oz seems to be real because other people can see him. And, you know, I think Oz also sort of makes her unique as a vision wielder. Yes. Because no one else really has like a partner like that. So it really just kind of sparks your imagination of like what might actually be hidden behind what's going on with Fischl. And doesn't Oz or Fischl say that they share their vision? Isn't yes. that something? Their yes. fate and their vision. So they're they're very much intertwined together. She oh, also yes. becomes him during her burst, which... I don't know how much more clue you get 
Yeah, yeah. And she can see through his eye. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. I always wonder if it was kind of like, you know, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it like Beastmaster <laughs> where like she's got to stand in one spot and he just goes around and like, you know, because like there, there's in some of the character stories and stuff with her, you hear that like she goes to Storm Terror's lair and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking at like flowers and whatnot. But she's really looking through Oz's eyes. But yeah. I always imagine like Fischl sitting there like in a yoga pose with her eyes floated back in her head. <laughs> no, so I actually, before we started recording i was looking for her collected miscellany and there's not one or at least i couldn't find it it's but on there the is youtube <laughs> i did find that yes but <laughs> there is there is an early introduction or introductory video for her that i think is just called her demo her new demo or something and i think it came out way before the game was released i think it was april mm-hmm. and the game was released in september like late september yeah it was april 2020 yeah so that video if you watch that it is total beast master mode tiff because she's just like standing somewhere and like it shows the point of view of oz flying and then oz sort of targets an enemy and then fischl just like poofs in from the air drops down and starts shooting arrows my god that's insane (laughs) now you ever mentioning this whole thing with oz can she also do that in honkai is that like her elemental like that she turns into oz she doesn't turn into him but she does a similar move where she like plunges down with like the whole thundering retribution thing and like the arrows and he's there it's very Mm -hmm. cinematic (laughs) as she is similar combat yeah yeah it's similar combat in that you you push out Oz and then you switch off and he's still there doing that uh, long lasting AOE. Yeah. Zap, zap, zap. <laughs> so then the first time we really get to see Fischl and dive into her, since we don't have a collected miscellany whatever video from her too, is the Unreconciled Stars event. And she's there and that's the first time she meets Mona as well, right? Yes. And, Mona and Mona's kind of like, is, th- is this hoe for real? <laughs> which is rich coming from mona she's a seer no. she should already know <laughs> exactly. no no offense for, with the usage of the word rich but <laughs> what exactly is Fischl's part in unreconciled stars to tag along and be fabulous pretty much i'm dead so okay <laughs> no plot point okay she's fabulous i thought she was Everything like looking works. for the meteorites or something um she was investigating all the meteorites okay is that, that yeah i think she i think as the an investigator she was like tied into the actual... okay so she's like the member of the adventures guild that's out doing the research type of thing yeah okay i believe so it's been so long since i watched it but i just remember mona and traveler sort of putting all the pieces together while official was just like it's probably someone from the emmer or something <laughs> and they're all just kind of like rolling their eyes it's like sure my dude so what is the imanakre is that from the book that everything is based around she is the sovereign of it it's the evernight Mm. empire i don't really know if it's made up in the book brandon do you know i read the book but it's not really a real book it's like it's not well so the there's the book series is the flowers Flowers. princess special but we don't actually the only volume of it that we have 
access to is basically considered volume zero, even though yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. called volume one, but it's sort of just notes about the other things like from a later publishing, like a later edition of its being of it being published. So mm -hmm. it's like you have notes from the author, but it doesn't give a whole lot of details about what's actually in the story. Most of those details you gather from her character story or um, like her official introduction and things like that. You get Oz's full name though. Yes. Osvaldo. And yeah, <laughs> from what we can tell, the Immernock Greitch is, you know, what she says is where she's from and that yeah like Vanessa said she's the sovereign of that place I think mm -hmm. you can put together some clues as to what that could be I, I think the most obvious ones are either the abyss or Conria assuming that there is a real official somewhere and that this is based on a real person well I'm gonna pronounce it really wrong so don't come for me <laughs> but there is a place called Jesus Christ. Um, the Summer Notch Garden. Oh, yes. Summer, yeah. summer Night Gardens. Yeah. Yes, which is the Summer Night's Garden. Uh, and so that's actually part of a domain. It, it, it talks about it in the Midsummer Courtyard domain, which is located in Mondstadt. And it says that, you know, there was this lost civilization that was ancient and it, it died out. And along with it, the once prosperous and magnificent Summer Night Garden <laughs> was also buried underground. So they're suggesting that this domain is this place. And there's a lot of connections back to Fischl with it because her favorite food is Mitternacht's brot, which brot is bread. <laughs> and it's of the Summer Night's Garden. Mm -hmm. Um and so there's a lot of like suggestions that this domain is where this lost civilization is as well, but it's like separate from Conria, but maybe living on that same underground plane, which mm -hmm. brings a lot of questions too, because, you know, we talked a lot in our episode last week about Kari Bear, how we used to think that the Thousand Winds Temple and the Thousand Winds Temple extension site mixed with the Spiral Abyss Island were all Conrian entrances, but what if it's this summer night garden having an entrance instead? There's a lot of questions with that and it definitely made me be like oh is Fischl connected to this or is it the uh unified civilization that was around pre-Congria and maybe it's all three of those right right it could be like the summer night garden could be the domain which could also be the the unified civilization that's a lot there's also a song mm -hmm. on seller moments called Sian man summer night garden whatever it is so that word just keeps popping up everywhere. And I think it's very interesting that they are specifically using that word and then tying it in with official. But that, that's all I have yeah. to say. That's it. <laughs> Do we want to get into like her it. actual history as a girl by another name? <laughs> <gasps> yeah. So at one point, there's a connection we see between the fact that Fischl is telling us this like story and then we find a book that can be purchased at Yai Publishing House called Flowers for Princess Fischl. And we find out via Fischl's voice lines, character stories, and some more information later on in one of the summer events that Fischl hasn't always been Fischl. It's such a sad story. It's at first extremely heartwarming and then extremely sad. But to start it I don't know where she got the book. She found flowers for Princess Fischl and was like, this shit be bussin'. This is amazing. This is my everything. When she was quite young. Yeah, it's like she was, um, because her parents were really busy adventurers. This is in her character story mm -hmm. where she was spending a lot of her childhood just in the library. 
yeah. because her parents were never around, which I was like, that's kind of relatable. But <laughs> I, was a, I was a latchkey kid. So, you know, I was like, definitely love to that. read. But then so she dove into the books and this is where she finds flowers for Princess Fischl. But and even even when her parents came, they would encourage her. They're like, ah, princessin. They would be all in the fantasy with her because mm-hmm. she was she was so young. And that kind of like she was no longer Amy at that point. She was only official. <gasps> Who's Amy? We haven't even brought up Amy. Oh shit. You're <laughs> the Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> if you seek Amy. It's actually blurred out. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, she in had the... them blurred out because that's how much she doesn't want her name out there. Like she's gone to the ventures guild and all the official like stuff it's like no nobody calls me by that name exactly mm-hmm. and she name. is only official they're they're a- amy who's amy no one knows who, who anyway but <laughs> yeah but it's a cool but, story though like th- that mm-hmm. she you know she was reading this book and she's told her father about it when they came home from their adventure and he was just like yeah you're a princess and they started it and started calling her official but at the same token they're the ones that took it back yeah when she was 14 they're like mm, maybe it's time you grow up mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like out of all the characters the one with the most normal <laughs> family situation has been official because when I reference that anime, Love uh, Chinibyo and Other Delusions, it's kind of a phenomenon called the middle school syndrome or eighth grader syndrome, where kids everywhere, regardless of culture or whatnot, will like, I'm special, I'm a superhero, living in a little bit of a delusion. And it's usually around that time where it becomes very prominent because they have been told, like, you need to grow up. You are of a certain age it's time to stop playing make-believe and it's like no i don't want to hear up. fuck you and this <laughs> and all was that. especially sad because it was when she was 14 and the reason she went crying to her parents is because she was basically being bullied by exactly. other kids yeah. and that's when they were like well you know this was cute when you were however old but you're 14 it's time to grow up and then that's what led her to run off to the library late at night and um that's when she got her vision and met oz at the same time oh that's so funny i feel like i read the vision story wrong because i i always imagined and this is how you know that i just make up my own head cannons that she was sitting at the table and her parents were like yeah no you know you're amy and we let you live like this for a little bit because we felt bad that we were absentee <laughs> parents but you can't do this shit anymore and then i just kind of imagined the art pods being like oh fuck that she can be official as long as she wants and then her vision plopped down the dinner plate um so it's really <laughs> there is a dinner though amanda you're not wrong <laughs> oh my god she brings oz to dinner they're like oh we see him <laughs> they're like who it's the like, fuck not- is this and then they're like that's when they refer to her parents as the kaiser and kaiserin of the Velotalung, which is emperor Damn. and empress yeah. you- <laughs> the emperor and the empress can you imagine being like a parent and like your kid is just like a really dedicated theater kid and you're trying to tell them like if you don't stop this we're sending you to therapy and they just bring a fucking talking like crow to dinner (laughs) he's a raven Uh, (laughs) and then they get a vision at the same time (laughs) 
I'm not sure if the birder side of me, like the bird geek, <laughs> or the goth version of yeah. me, got insulted that you called him. Yeah, for me, it was I the goth. Like both. It was <laughs> both. It was I will, both. I will say <laughs> the reason that I thought crow is because official and Oz are actually both mentioned in the description of crows in our teapot when, like, you go to put them down yes. as like a furniture placing, and it talks about the fact that there are rumors among the adventurers uh, from all across Tavai that there is a giant talking crow. Being raised by a female investigator from Monsters. <laughs> I think that I think that's a quite like a cute little nod because majority of the populace cannot tell the difference between a crow and a raven. Yeah. It's true, yeah. And it, it, like a raven just looks like a bigger crow, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, just not goth enough. Just not. <laughs> but it's also, Listen, I'm like, not even gonna try to front, so it's fine. They are very it, distinct and they have very different sounds and their size is different but their yes. wing pattern is different too and i won't go into oh. that because i'm just going to bring you all down to my well also like that. even just the iridescence on their feathers i'm gonna link in our site the difference between a raven and a crow so this way you can yes. all be like yes i know now what i'm looking at well, he's a raven uh, schwartz i would appreciate that <laughs> I will say, too, that Tubby does mention that, you know, I'm not worried about this talking crow because every animal has their own language. It's natural for them to want to learn the human language, isn't it? And I'm like, all right, Tubby. Tubby's like, don't mess with my friends. The birds work for the bourgeoisie and I'm (laughs) the bourgeoisie. Wait, do ravens kind of sound like people, though, right? Are they the ones that sound like people? They're like, hey, hey. They can. Yeah, they can (laughs) mimic you. So uh, it's like Osvaldo being Osvaldo is believable to me. Yet again. But it's also something I learned via some very, very weird YouTube shit that I don't want to go into. If you were to say, be surrounded by death in front of crows, they will associate you with death and try and run away from you. I like that. They're they're Mm. very social creatures. And like, it won't even be the same crows. It'll just be different crows. But word has spread that you are weird. (laughs) They don't want to be around you. Yeah, don't crows laugh at people too? They can. Crows and ravens are both similar in that they're both freakishly smart, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, ravens more so. You'll see ravens like bringing things like they've seen people who feed them will bring them back tokens to say thank you, like that type Mm -hmm. of thing. You tend to see it more in the ravens than crows. But I mean, a lot of birds are a lot smarter than they seem. They just don't really care that much about us. Um, Where ravens are like, oh, you're a source of my food. So I'm going to thank you for that kind of a thing. They do have a higher intelligence do we agree though that ravens are cooler like yeah, yeah. i think they're oh, way cooler they're bigger they're cooler yeah i think edgar Allan poe made that very clear yeah mm-hmm. that ravens are far cooler yeah. although a bunch of crows together is ca- called a murder and that's just fun a murder I of do crows love that. yeah that is fun. there is mm-hmm. there i think it's what three crows is a sign of death but five crows is a sign of wealth or i might be flipping that around yeah you can do fortune telling with crows as well now what official grows up and then travels to a different world where someone is cosplaying as brandon lee as the crow (laughs) oh shit her head's just gonna explode and then they get together (laughs) and they're like this power couple yeah uh, would that be uh, in a bubble universe? Yeah, it's got to be. Absolutely, it could be no, like a bubble. A bubble it's too version early of Earth. for bubble universes. Anyway, she could just follow Alice over there. Here's the thing: in this universe, it's Fischl and Mona OTP. In that universe, they can have it. 
<laughs> He's the one going into this alternate reality. So, <laughs> anywho, so we find all of this out about Fischl and Oz. And do we know when she gets Oz exactly? Does she on find her, him on her fourteenth birthday? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of like shows up with the with the to vision. dinner. So no, okay. not to dinner. So he flops on the dinner plate too. Yeah, no. after the whole grow up conversation, <laughs> she goes to the library to like self-soothe and he's there. And then this horrible thing happens. I don't really know what happens, Brandon. Maybe you understand it. But the there's in her character story, it says she doesn't much like this story and that thinking about it causes her to feel suffocating pain and soul devouring mm. loneliness. So I don't know See, I took what happened as, there. It was I it, think that was her father telling her that she can't be the princess anymore. This is after Oz shows up though. So this is one of this is actually one of the key mystery building Hmm. pieces of her lore to me because on one hand she's in the library she's having her emo moment my parents don't understand me no one likes me this is the moment she gets her vision but it's Mm -hmm. also she hears the fluttering of wings at the same time so oz appears with her vision and then yeah it the the lore says at that time she becomes fischl yeah instead of amy and that her story is now official story and not Amy's story. And Amy would say that, you know, she goes through this excruciating thing. And to me, I was a little confused as as to, does that mean that, is, is it just describing like what Amy was feeling in that moment of loneliness, like right before mm-hmm. the vision hit? Or does that mean that an actual force took over her body and separated Amy to some degree from Fischl? Or like, did Amy go through something really painful as Fischl took her over? I I think it's that because I think that's the moment they actually become bonded to say something Mm -hmm. like suffocating pain. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. soul devouring loneliness. Yeah, we get that. Nope. A mood. <laughs> but suffocating pain feels physical. And I feel like something actually happened where this is when she gets her vision. Um, yeah. I, it's also confusing because later on it says that Oz says that Fischl gave him his life and his powers. So it's like this, again, that like bonded symbiotic thing of they are one. They were always mm-hmm. one. I think he always existed. But anyway, it does sound like to me like another entity kind of took over Amy's body and she became Fischl. So not trying to bring in too much Honkai, but I know we will. But like if, if you know, Fischl from Honkai took over the body, very host-esque of Amy and mm-hmm. Oz came along with this new persona, it would make sense that Fischl, when she thinks about Amy's story, would feel excruciating pain because it's mm-hmm. like, not only is it this life that would be quote unquote gone, but it's also like a life that she took, right? Mm-hmm. Like I took yeah. over this body. It kind of reminds me of like, and I know Brandon, you're the only one who who's played this game, so I apologize. But um, in Stray Gods, you know how they <laughs> they talk about, like, when the muse Calliope takes over Grace's body, that, like, eventually one day Grace is going to have none of her memories and she will just mm-hmm. be the, the muse Calliope. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, no, I like, <laughs> I like that. I, 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 and I have a lot of theories about who Fischl could be that we'll get to. Can I throw something out there? Just, like, an idea. So I think two things happened, and I think both of what we're saying happened. I think so, like official legit took over Amy, but I think the official part of Amy let Amy die, if that makes sense. Because there's another name official goes by, which is the Princessin of the Vit- Oh God, fuck me. Uh Princessin <laughs> der Vitterlung. Der Ertelung. Yeah. Ertelung, which translated as Princess of Condemnation. Of disapproval. Of condemnation? Condemnation. Condemnation. Safety first. (laughs) 
That's what I heard. This is uh, giving me brand new theories about Conria. Oh, no. <laughs> the Conria. 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 But in the fact that Fischl does call herself this, I think she's understood that the world around her disapproves of what she's doing. They disapprove of like this quote unquote delusion she's having. But she's thrown herself full in and she doesn't care. So she has now become the princess of condemnation. She is officially official and there is no going back because what would that say? What would that what would that leave her as? Can you explain what condemnation is? It's like I condemn you. Oh, to, yeah. It's like damning or cursing. She's yeah, the princess it's like of damning it's people. super strong disapproval or even a punishment. And that could well, be I her think punishment. It, I mean, I like that interpretation. I do, but I do think the title of Princess of Condemnation has more to do with the lore behind this official character from oh, the yeah. book. Because she basically is her fate is to sort of become God in a way and <laughs> judge all the sinners and save all the righteous souls. And it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but that's way, how I she is it God. Back. She is because she is the God of her own I mean, universe. She's, she's Vanessa's God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, no, I thought that was Venti. No, no. no. Oh, Vanessa, who is your God? Venti's my son. No. <laughs> Official, official, no, Oz is my god, Oswald. Okay. I have tattooed him on my body. <laughs> but you've also yes. tattooed Venti stuff on your body. The liar, yeah. We have the liar with, with Osvaldo next to it, even though that makes no sense. Well, yeah, her god and her son. That's the second raven <laughs> I have to. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that I, he got on with her parents, though. Like, there's no beef there. I think, like, her parents are like, yeah, okay. We see oh, they Oz. They were so relieved that she made a friend. Yeah, and they're like, "You finally brought a friend home," and yeah. that's when they are the they become the Kaiser und Kaiserin de Vertelung, mm-hmm. which is they're the Emperor and Empress of all of that. Can you imagine? Like, I, it's so nice to meet you, Amy's friend, and it's this giant talking raven that's like crackling with energy like setting the chicken on fire and the dinner table <laughs> but he's like translating for their daughter which they haven't been able to understand for like the last six months <laughs> so they're really kind of chill with it but you know that also begs a question in my head of when does Fischl join the adventurers guild i don't know if that's mentioned at all in her character story i saw she- something that like it was like she got her because she got like her vision they mm-hmm. like gave her a job really easily i could be wrong i didn't i think it was when she was 14 yeah, it was like at, okay. right after it I think. yeah and and it was also her parents who got her that job because they petitioned the guild to let her join early so then after she joins the adventures guild she becomes pretty friendly with bennett and razor or at least bennett and maybe the razor is like a fandom canon but her and bennett become good friends so, you know, Oz also led to her getting a human friend, which I'm sure <laughs> makes her parents yeah. happy, too. A human. And then Mona mm-hmm. and Traveler. And then the official dictionary is born because she <laughs> needs a translator and no one yes. can understand this girl. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> they pass that around in the Adventure Skill? It's not a real dictionary. It's sort of a theoretical dictionary, but it's yeah, not. It's real. It's is, totally it, real. is it real? I didn't think it was. No, it's not real. No, they no, they, they yeah. my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's real because all the voice lines are Oz being like she means this and it's yeah. Oz is the official dictionary I have a few of my favorites but 
Uh, so what's your favorite? Yeah. Hear okay, so th- I wrote it down. I, I don't know these by heart. <laughs> she goes, Rejoice, mm-hmm. O ye servants who long for the blessing of the princess and venture now deep into the <laughs> battlefield with hearts of the tiger. And he goes, Yeah, she means that her initial investigative work has been completed. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one where she's like, All has been written in this tome of dark prophecies. He's like, That just means her journal's been updated with the last report. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my so God. imagine talking like that at work. <laughs> I would love I, it. Can I just add in my fate, my yes. absolute favorite one, which is from the um the summertime odyssey from 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, you know, we're hanging out with her and stuff. She says, Is there not a single one of my lords and ladies who understood my precepts? Fools. And Oz goes, What main far line means is to say that you're all rather stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, this bird just called us stupid. And Mona's like, you didn't need to translate that one. <laughs> yes, you did. It's <laughs> my absolute favorite. I was like, that bird just called us dumb. He is the official <laughs> dictionary, no. though. There's so many good ones. But... I love it. <laughs> so good. I did want to backtrack just for a moment to back to Bennett. When you read their about lines, Bennett 100% believes like Fischl's delusional ass too. Oh no. It's Bennett. Oh yeah, he's in. He's in it. He's probably the most gullible kid. He's like, Mm. I'm so excited. She's so freaking cool. So happy to have her as a friend. I can't wait to go to this world that she's from so I can adventure in it. But she keeps telling me no and that I'm not ready for it. And I think she's like worried that I'm not going to do well there because of my bad <laughs> luck. And because she says it's really dangerous. But like yeah. one day I'm going to go with her. And I'm like, is Bennett going to be in Honkai? Be a quantum Bennett. <laughs> look, look. Oh, we need it. We need it. <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, you know, and it's funny because there aren't a lot of characters that like talk about Fischl. And it's probably because she hasn't been in like a main quest line yet she's been in a lot of events of course but noelle also believes her and like believes that she's from another world though she's not really sure where it is so like you have bennett and noelle believing her and like you guys said bennett totally gullible but noelle does lisa believe her too no right she's like keep reading books she's just like Yeah, Lisa really just says that she's a really good kid uh, and that she's always in the library reading and that she takes out books and she always returns them three days early. And Noelle also says that she knows Fischl from being in the library all the time. And Noelle will bring her snacks. And she says that Fischl is like so grateful every time she brings her snacks. That's sweet. I mean, Noelle, I would say Noelle is pretty gullible too because Mm -hmm. remember her hangout where there's like the shady character and she's escorting them around. Yes, that's true. Oh my God, yeah. Good point, good point. Oh, see, I haven't done uh, Noelle's hangout yet. Oh, well, trust me, she's a very gullible person. (laughs) Yes. She's cute, but damn. She sees the best in people, let's just say. She's a little too dumb. (laughs) What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) But... So the actual character official where Amy got all of her delusions from was from this book series called, as we've said, Flowers for Princess Fischl. Um, And that was written by someone by an author named Mr. Nine. And I wanted to just sort of harken back to I think it was our Xing Show episode where I think I can't remember if I if I flat out said it, but I know I was implying that the author of this book was the Chang the Ninth, 
Yes. Who murdered yeah. little nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drowned him, according to Amanda. But I don't, I, th- I think they're actually different people, which I really thought they were the same person because they, they both have these, you know, Yai publishing deals. Yeah. But I think they're actually different people. Like Chang the Ninth wrote the Guhua book. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mr. Nine, quote unquote, wrote not only Flowers for Princess Fischl, but the predecessor of that, which was the Legend of the Shattered Halberd series. I, and now, yeah, that series, though, does that one talk about the Archon Quest? I'm sorry, not Archon Quest, I meant Archon War. Well, maybe it might be disguising that as like a, a legend in this this book, which we know that, you know, that's could be the a way that people are passing down history if things might have changed in Ermansoul. Mm. But the reason that I think I was confusing them, not just because one is called the ninth and the other is Mr. Nine, and it's clearly sounds like it might be a pen name of, you know, Chang the Ninth. But also during that, I think it was that Archon quest with Xingxiao. Xingxiao's looking desperately for Legend of the Shattered Halberd because he wants to read it so bad. And Chang the Ninth has it. And Chang the Ninth ends up selling most of his collection except for that book because it's so rare. And I Mm -hmm. thought, well, that's because he wrote it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think that's Mm -hmm. actually the case. Also, we find out through official lore that Mr. Nine has hair loss. (laughs) <laughs> and we know that Ching the Ninth has a full head of hair. <laughs> That's like another clue. That is the weirdest clue ever. I know. <laughs> insane. But, it can't but, be the same. This dude's got hair. <laughs> yeah. But to um, summarize Legend of the Shattered Halberd, or just to touch on a, a few key points, I mean, that could honestly be its own full episode to be honest. Um, It's about a divine halberd called Ermin um, that once connected nine different worlds. So there were nine different worlds, including the human world and the world of the gods. And all nine of these worlds were connected to each other and accessible to each other by this divine halberd called Ermin. And that divine halberd gets shattered and turned into like these different swords that get strewn about the area and there's this whole like epic story around it. And then at the end of that story, um, the God King creates a new divine halberd called the Princess Endeavor Ertelung. And I believe it might be implied that the Princess is the God King's daughter. Not 100% sure. I didn't get, I didn't have time to read the entire thing word for word. But yeah, so the God King creates this new divine halberd, the Princess Endeavor Ertelung, that I guess will reconnect the nine realms. Hold up. Could that have been the united civilization? It could. Yeah, it could be. We have seven nations. So we got Mondstadt, Liwei, Inazuma, Sumeru, Fontaine, Natlan, Shnejnaya. Mm-hmm. Then we have, well, let's say Conria. We'll yeah. say the heavens. And then we'll say the... Well, that's nine. You're already at nine. Yeah, that's nine. So like... Wait, huh? I know. And we've always said, like, I know Feeney has always shared this theory with me that when we finish Snezhnaya, there's going to be two more yep. areas that we're going to go to Conria and then we're going to mm-hmm. go to Celestia. 100%. I believe it. Or like, we'll end up somewhere in the abyss or like, or something. It's just, that's too interesting. Yeah. So apparently, according to Mr. Nine, who wrote that book series and also wrote flowers for princess Fischl. she is this divine halberd creation that could connect the nine realms possibly it's fucking crazy and then in the actual flowers for princess Fischl series that we can't really even fully read yet the few things that we can get 
are that this pilgrimaging princess reaches the kingdom of eternal twilight, sounds like Conria, who refused to acknowledge her mission as the princessin of Immernachreich. Uh, they denied their 13,000 year lineage and turned into monsters. Sounds Pretty accurate. clear that's Conria. Yeah, that's, that's quite clear. It also makes me think of the, the Seelies, too. Mm. The whole, like, they married an outsider thing. It makes me think of the Battle Pass cutscene. Mm. Yeah. Because remember, this princess goes after the Genesis Pearl and forgets uh. her true identity, and she believes that she's the queen of the Kingdom of Darkness, Emmer yeah. Noctreich. Isn't that the Evernight Kingdom or something? The Evernight yeah. Empire, yep. Holy um, shit! Yeah, hmm. we've had theories that maybe that Battle Pass cutscene princess is gold. I also think it's worth the possibility of thinking that maybe that's about the Abyss Twin, as we sort of learn more about it, because we know that the Abyss Twin is summoned to Conria, and that they kind of revere the Abyss Twin, but then the Abyss Twin kind of lets them down. So I could see it as like the Abyss Twin is pulled in to Tivat from the Abyss by Conria, and, and is like, I'm the leader of the Evernight realm, right. and... Y'all need to pay attention. And they're like, no, we just really want you to like help us take over the gods. <laughs> and sh and she's like, and then, you know, y'all got turned into monsters because y'all weren't paying attention to me. So then the book also says that official spills her blood on an emblem during the cataclysm, basically, during the fight with all the beasts. And that's when the King of Ravens shows up and saves her and like pledges uh, loyalty to her. Um, it also says that she and Oz are world beasts who will eventually swallow all dreams, grant benediction to the gathered souls while using thundering retribution to cleanse all evil, and then set her heart ablaze to create the universe anew. But before all of that happens, she has to roam many universes. So she's going to be in Honkai Star Rail. Sea of Quanta. Sea of Quanta, yeah. Sea of Quanta. That's the biggest thing I took away from that book because it's, well, it's barely a book, right? But Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, ah, Sea of Quanta. I know. Absolutely. You guys hate it. I know. No, but I know. I don't. Mean, I, I love it. It's true, and I got though. more Sea Quanta coming in just a few minutes. I have one clue about Sea Quanta. All right, well, let's hear it's, it. It's really stupid, though. It's her one of her idle phrases that she says, where she says, I do worry about the well-being of my retinue during my impromptu absence. And it's like, mm -hmm. what? where are you going? Yeah. Where? What's the mm, absence? Yeah. You left the guild for where? To see a quanta. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I take from that. <laughs> well, how long is she going to get into Honkai? She's there. She's there right now. Exactly. <laughs> now she's got to take the Astral Express. We just need her under the, yep, <laughs> into Star Rail. And the trilogy is complete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, oh. yeah, the Astral Express has a Honkai impact tie into. What? What is it? So the other thing that I was going to talk about was to me, all the crossover, like hardcore crossover <laughs> stuff. <laughs> For official is in her weapon, okay. Mitternach's waltz. Yes. Fancy purple bow. Not good on official though, just so you know. No, yeah. It's, I, it's good on Ganya though. Prefer stringless, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so let me just read the description of this and like sort of insert some stuff. So in their long journey across space and time, the Princess Anderva Erzolung and her night-severing raven bore witness to countless stories and their endings, each a raindrop that flows at the journey's end into a bitter sea. So that could be referencing the Sea of Quanta right there, because it's sort of implying that Fischl and Oz have seen their story play out in different ways 
in many bubble universes, which mm-hmm. is a thing in Honkai Impact. Um, Honkai Impact describes bubble universes as glasses of water that sometimes spill over and the water that spills over pools together in the center of all these different universes and that is the sea of quanta that's like a a tool they use to sort of help describe it to people so that's kind of really helped me i feel like i was stressed out more about it. okay raindrops water sea of quanta (laughs) (laughs) so just imagine like five glasses of water and they're all they're all bubble universes that are similar to each other and they're overflowing a little bit. And so in the middle of the table, there's a little indention. And so all this water that has spilled out of those glasses is pooling up together in the center. Oh, and then it that's like a fucked up world because it has yeah, bits from like, all the worlds. Yeah, it has bits of all these different bubble oh, universes all mixing together. And just a quick reminder for travelers and Brandon, Vanessa, make sure that I am saying the right thing. But a bubble universe lives on a tree. Yeah, so I'm getting to that in okay. just a second. Okay, go ahead. So, then. It's like Garmin's okay. soul, yeah. <laughs> so we have the the Sea of Quanta thing. Okay. And then I'm also questioning do they have access to Cosmic Juggernaut, which is the second divine key in Honkai Impact? That when it's revealed in Honkai Impact, it's in the shape of a train. It looks quite a bit like the Astral Express. <gasps> and the Cosmic Juggernaut is used in Honkai Impact by people to peek into endings of other bubble universes to sort of see like different possibilities of how to deal with Honkai. So it's very similar to the Astral Express in terms of what it does. And it's also a train. So that's a whole thing. And then um, I'm also wondering at this point is maybe, maybe it's just as simple as like Alice or the Hexen Circle are involved and you know, they're traversing different worlds that way. But continuing on with the description, every young man's rage at injustice must turn to calm. Every passion must be ground into dust by the march of time before being turned to wild paranoia upon that inverted ancient tree. Even the branch of the tree of time upon which the great and glorious Riemann Republic nested would be cut off in the end, such that the nation founded by the other twin child of the wolves might rule. So this is like crazy because this this has potential honkai tie-ins but if you want to go just uh keep it in genshin there's some other stuff that could be going on so the branch of the tree of time that's referencing the imaginary tree which is the tree through which time flows and sort of like light uh energy and honkai impact and genshin that tree is expressed by ermensoul Okay. In Honkai lore, each bubble universe is described as a branch of the imaginary tree. So this lore saying that it was cut off, the Riemann or Raymond Republic universe was cut off of the tree, might mean that Tavad actually fell off of the imaginary tree into the Sea of Quanta, which we brought up before. That's like a, a theory we had, I think, back in the Cataclysm episode mm-hmm. of season one. And the Raymond Republic, if you're not caught up on your Fontaine stuff, I'm not giving away any like s- major story spoilers, but I am just going to say that Remus was king of Remuria, um, which was the nation that used to inhabit modern day Fontaine before the OG Hydro Archon took over. So Rome. Hmm. Rome, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Rome. <laughs> But that's new lore that we sort of discover in Fontaine that, you know, before the OG Hydro Archon, the one that died during the Cataclysm, before her, there was another nation in that area and it was called Remuria and it had a king god, Remus, and it was destroyed. 
So that could be the unified civilization. It could lead into our theories about the second who came. Um, so Fischl could also have something to do with that because this whole like sea of quanta theory could also be explained. Maybe they're talking about the primordial sea when they're talking about the bitter sea, you know? Right. So if you don't want to go down the, the sea of quanta route with me and Vanessa, <laughs> you could keep it in Fontaine. But not Farina. <laughs> No, I don't know what the twin child of the other twin child of the wolves could mean. Razor. No. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, maybe that's why there's two Andreases, because don't you say that there's an Andreas in Honkai? It's in Honkai too, yeah. So maybe that's not Andreas, well, that's Andreas's twin. It could also be they're saying wolves in in she- sheep's clothing. Like these are these are kind of like false gods. I would just like to say how interesting mm. it is that there are like a million different nations that used to be a part of Tabat. I know. And I feel like what is we're three years into this game and it feels like we have still are we three or four? Three. It's, it's three? It's three, three. right? If we're yeah. three years into this game and we have still barely scratched the surface of the lore. You just mentioned that and you, like you said, it's mentioned in Fontaine. I haven't even gotten there yet. And it's like, what the fuck? Now I want to like take out the textbooks about it and read about it, but I probably can't because they're just giving you like little <laughs> breadcrumbs of these mm-hmm. things. They haven't really, know. they don't give us the full picture, which is great, right? Because here we are making a lore podcast and trying to find as much breadcrumbs as we can to make a piece of bread. But it's so frustrating. Well, yeah. And I also found out that there was a giant flood even before this Remuria thing. So <laughs> there's like another cataclysm a before mini. the second who came cataclysm. But yeah. Anyway, let me finish this description because this other part's going to blow your mind too. I'm sorry. I know this is like very long-winded. <laughs> no, you're going fine. On and on, but... It's just like Fischl. <laughs> Most long-winded. The last part of it. Harken well, Osvaldo is it Hrothnavin? Is that how we're going to say? The sovereign of the Immanachtrite sweepeth not. Two of the three bright moons that caused the perfumed sea of the primordial universe to shine and stirred up the beasts of the Aryanrod realm were shredded by a sword that tore the horizon asunder, left in smithereens too small even for the mystical sight of the princessin. Or perhaps this was what happened. The bright moons that once illuminated a universe brought dreams and song to the sweet sleepers of three worlds and awakened a deep longing in the beast herds that wandered betwixt dawn and dusk. They were at last rendered dust, but even so, they too wished to remain within the eternal shining gaze of the princessin, bringing their subtle light unto more land still. Indeed, a princessin does not shed tears. That was merely a natural secretion from her royal eyes, affronted as they <laughs> were by the untimely intrusion of those impudent grains of sand. So, I don't know how we missed this in our Moon Princess episode, because this weapon was came out like I think in 2021. Right. But this is like crazy. That's I don't... all in the weapon lore? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, who would have ever thought to have looked there? <laughs> like you? <laughs> no, like I would have never thought to have looked at Fischl's weapon description for Moon Princess lore. Yeah. I didn't sure. even know this weapon existed in Genshin until the current weapon banner because. Oh, yeah. I have really? it on her in Honkai. I know. So jealous. And I was like, oh, they gave her such a cool weapon in this game. Too bad it's not good for her. But so, yeah, there's this whole like new moon princess lore. Talking about the perfume sea of the primordial universe stirring up the beasts of the Aryanrod realm. Like, what the hell is that? Aryanrod, I looked up as a figure in Welsh mythology. Mm -hmm. 
So that's interesting. Um, it's also interesting because we were told that the moon, one of the moon princesses names was Arya. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if that like each of the moon princesses have a realm. Well, yeah, because they talk about three worlds. So what are the three worlds? Also, is Fischl one of the moon princesses? Could that be the three, be the cute. three like realms that you've talked about before, Brandon, like the elemental realms? Um, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, well, because one of them is the void realm, which is like the abyss. I mean, maybe, I guess anything's possible. I mean, there's a moon in the spiral abyss. Yeah, it could be. But two of them are gone, so we're in one of three worlds. But how does that tie into me? I mean, maybe each cataclysm is destroying another moon. But didn't two of the three moons both perish in the second who came cataclysm? Yes. Well, don't all of them actually die? And the third one in the sky is the carcass. Oh, it's a corpse. Yeah, you're right. We love that. (laughs) (laughs) We love that for us. There's just a corpse in the sky. We'd love the bodies. Way to set the mood, Genshin. (laughs) I know it's just bringing up more questions than it answers but like um, everything else in this bad okay. game yeah. yeah we love that <laughs> it's so crazy how deep-seated lord there can be in a character that ha- doesn't have a hangout i know it breaks my heart they really need to give her one mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of depressing what would you guys want to see out of uh official hangout uh something similar to what we did in the summer odyssey i want to i want to be in the world official <laughs> so in summer of 2022 um, we had a summer event where we went back to the archipelagos, right? That's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arch- archipelagos. <laughs> uh, archipelagos. I love the fact that I have completely <laughs> fucked you over. Like, yeah, that's how you say it. it. I'm like, no, but it's no. Cool. That's how you say it. That's how <laughs> I say it. I love it. Archipelago. We're taking it back to the archipelago. Archipelago. Like Archon. <laughs> Taking back to the archipelago, but this time instead of being there with Kaya and Jean and Albedo, um, RIP, I would have loved to have been there with Albedo, but instead we are there with Klee, Mona, Fischl, Jinyan, and Kazua. And we actually talked a little bit in our Kazuo episode about how he was like a drunk at Angel Share during the start of this event, but we basically get mm. there and there is a quote unquote like island i guess that they is dedicated to each person and these islands are like domains and their story quests to learn more about each character and fischl's is literally a castle with like raven statues everywhere and it's very like it's very german it's much more german than monstad is (laughs) is there anything sorry to derail us no kaya being german like his last name is albrick no is there anything with that but Albert could be Norse too, couldn't it? Yeah, it's the, it's the spelling that that got me. But is there anything German like Fontaine? <laughs> it's just so weird how Germ- like everything's so Germanic with Fischl. And you see yeah. it, you see it in that event like a lot too. Mm-hmm. I will say North Germanic and Norse have a lot of similarities. Norse mythology kind of bleeds into North Germanic mythology, specifically surrounding Odin. Which a lot of people do look at Fischl and are like, yeah. oh, is she is she an, an Odin-related character? Because she yeah. has a raven. It's like, it's two crows. It's huge in Neogen. There's <laughs> something with the eye, too. She has one oh, eye oh, covered, yeah. Yeah, because oh, 
traditionally was it nine days or three you know i think it i think it might have been nine days but odin gives his eye uh to the norns for knowledge like the world's knowledge and then hangs himself for nine days and nine nights and then he is gifted said knowledge from the norns from the world tree so i think i think there are two, like a lot of similarities but i also don't want to be like well they're not sticking directly to the lore and like how mm-hmm. exactly the mythology goes mm-hmm. when in reality mythology has changed hands and mouths for the last uh, millennia so who's to say what um, they take bits and pieces from, you know, Israeli culture and Hindi culture when we go to Samaru. So it's kind of like a, I was about to say Gilgamesh, not a Gilgamesh, just a mushing of cultural and mythological key points. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny you brought you brought up the Odin thing. There is a bit in her, I guess as you level her up, you get more about her. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the Aga of Vertalung, which is the eye of condemnation. And she refers to her left eye being, you know, the eye that's patched, being this all-seeing eye that reveals all that is true in the world. So like Odin. And that she conceals it. Get this. This kills me. She conceals it because she thinks that the world's going to lose its splendor if it's stripped of delusion and falsehood. <laughs> so she covers it. Iconic. She is pro-delusion and I love her. <laughs> that is but so it's it's cool though because the, the odin thing i hadn't thought of it well i think one good theory about who the real official that the story is based on could be is the daughter of king ermin yeah definitely Mm-hmm. he could sort of be like the odin figure in the story mm-hmm. of this game you know ermin is the king of he's... conria or mm-hmm. oh, okay. of the Sorry. final eclipse dynasty mm-hmm. and he was one-eyed we know he was a, the one-eyed king well you know what's interesting too is that we've never considered the idea that maybe ermin had a daughter and that could also be the gnostic him princess so kind of going back and tying in your original thought that maybe that could be official too. If King Ermin had a daughter, it's totally possible. But maybe also that daughter is gold. Maybe Fischl and gold are the same person. Oh my god! Or they're sisters. <laughs> or they're they're twins. The wolf twins. <laughs> and that and gold Shit. created Oz, just like she created the dragons and other things from the abyss. And best boy Albedo. Do we have any of opinions about Mona in any of this? You mean that they're OTP? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's a seer. Isn't she a seer? Like, are we supposed to trust that she really can see? I well, do. Yeah. Well, she can see the fates prescribed to everyone through the made-up stars, mm-hmm. even though... They're made up. Like, she can't... Yeah, she mm-hmm. can't see fates. Um, okay. The thing is, the fates were just created by whoever, the primordial one, probably. Mm-hmm. But when she scries Fischl at one point, Fischl... Is this the voice line you? It's in her voice noted? line. Yeah, it's a yeah, Mona voice wanna, line. Do you want to talk about it? it was Aha, me yes, Mona, the mighty astrologer, Mona, who once had the vanity to probe the fate of the princess and of Atalung herself. She wound up a trembling wreck, overborn and overmastered. And then Oz says that poor lass was trying desperately not to laugh. It was no easy task. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
so ridiculous. So I think that kind of proves that like Amy, the human being is not really fated for anything. Like she really is, I think, kind of role playing. She is. But you know, I, I feel like I'm really curious about Mr. Nine and how he created these stories and how he knew about things that are so old. Just to play devil's advocate though here, what if Mona can't scry the souls of people not of this world? And so, oh, so she's only seeing Amy's Yeah, side. so if someone did quote-unquote take over her body, they'd only be able to see Amy. They wouldn't be able to see Fischl in there. Mm-hmm. Do we know if Mona's ever tried to scry us? Hmm. I don't remember. Needs to pay me if she's going to scry me. <laughs> it's like the to that 23 and me as you just go to mona's house <laughs> show me my family tree i mean she tries to scry venti we know we know the whole thing about like how he throws wind at her this is why she can't mm-hmm. but that would also mean that well no okay never mind i just talked myself out of it i was gonna say because that means that venti she would be able to read venti's but in that same case, she might not be able to read anything and therefore know that something's up with Venti. Yeah, but Venti's also of this world, as far as we're concerned. True. So, the, yeah, the Archons are of this world. As far as we're concerned. We don't know. They could maybe not be. Hmm. They have constellations, so I would yeah. think they are. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But so do we. Oh, so, yeah, does, we do. <laughs> so does Alloy. Well, we have a bunch of constellations, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, we, we literally. Yeah, I, I will not element. stand for Aloy slander. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the fake Aloy How we're dare talking y'all. about? Who? The only canonically queer <laughs> character in this game. Who? <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah, me either. You sh- should be so lucky. <laughs> no. Boo. Mm-hmm. Um. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did want to just throw in, though, something I think is really funny about Fischl, too. Fischl is, like, very impressed by Rosaria and how devout she is to Barbados. And (laughs) she tells this story of how she, like, once, like, was, like, walking by the church or something, and she heard her, quote-unquote, invoking the name of the Archon, thus in another's presence. And she said, Rosaria said, may you be struck down in the name of Lord Bartabos. (laughs) <laughs> that's Fish, so funny Fischl's like that must have been some great prayer like, <laughs> like, so I, I think it's cute too because if Fischl isn't Amy anymore she would be like yeah Bartabos that's that's the god whereas <laughs> Amy who grew up in Monset would know that Rosaria fucking sucks at being a nun <laughs> 
<laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I go uh, back and forth about it whether she's still Amy. I know that it doesn't make sense, but she breaks character quite a bit. In, that's yeah. true. In her yeah. voice lines, she catches herself like, and she's and like, I, oh, oh, sorry, and then she'll say like in her you know ridiculous i think she's still amy i just Mm -hmm. think that it's possible that somehow maybe it's oz as well is has somehow attached himself to her and that is sort of allowing her to channel like who the real official really was Mm -hmm. um it also makes me wonder if she's almost like a half resurrected character from the past because i know we talk about um you know could this person be so-and-so reincarnated that's a very good point like is she like half a reincarnation but she's still also amy you know yeah absolutely i just want to know who the real official is yeah who inspired that book right like who inspired the series yeah i just like the idea too of of Amy walking around so stuck in her own little world of being official. In my mind, she tried out her play and didn't make it. So now she's like, well, fuck all y'all. I'm just going to be official. Like, if you're not <laughs> going to let me reason. be official in the stage, I'm going to be official everywhere. She's like, you want to see acting skills? Bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> you the glory of walking beside the princess in. <laughs> all method acting to prove yeah. people wrong. Mm-hmm. Which I know I, I've mentioned to you guys off of the podcast, but it's also one of the reasons why I like Farina because mm-hmm. to me, she is the other girl at Fischl's high school who was also trying out to be for the lead in the play. <laughs> yeah. like, she did not get it. Yeah. This is my, uh, this is my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Drama. My head canon is that like Farina's like her mom somehow. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know it's not yeah. her mom, but like that's her mom. <laughs> Well, we do. The only it. thing we outside of the the small bits that we um, know them being advent their adventures and things like that, we know that Fischl's mom makes a bomb ass cold cut platter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot yes. about that. Isn't that like insulting? Like that's like the one yes, thing that you make really good is laying no. out pre cut deli meats. I guess it's kind of saying like charcuterie. Yeah, good charcuterie board. Charcuterie. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Antipast, you know, you get some good antipast on there. Yeah, when or it's home. just a total dig that this woman sucks so much at cooking <laughs> that the only thing she could do is put together a cold cup water. <laughs> That's how I saw it. I was like, "Damn, Fischl's mom so yeah. slick." Well, and Fischl will no longer. Fischl won't eat. Like she, Fischl hates sweet badam um, mainly because she doesn't like that it has a it has yeah. fowl in it. So you can go on to think that maybe she doesn't eat any kind of bird because of Oz. Oh, that's yeah. kind of that cute. Mm-hmm. What a good person yeah. Fischl is. Or Osvaldo. <laughs> and you know, what's <laughs> fun too is that I forget what voice line is it's in, but Oz and Fischl are talking and Oz notes that Fischl was actually really worried about everyone's safety during the storm terror incident of Mondstadt. And that she was just very, like, worried and concerned and wanted to check in and help. And I think it goes to show that Fischl is a really good person. And that's really, like, something important to take away. Because, like, regardless of if she's Fischl or Amy, regardless of if she's her own self or whatever it might be, put aside her Delulu. She really does care about the people of Mondstadt. And I think you see that with Bennett saying, like, oh, Fischl won't let me go to her world because she's afraid I'll get hurt. Or Lisa saying that, you know, Fischl's a good kid. Noelle saying that she's such a grateful person. She seems just like a really sweet high schooler. Yeah, she is noted as being especially kind. 
to people. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Visual best girl. Oh, the penalty for mispronouncing Oz's name is to have one's tongue torn from one's mouth. Oh, oh, wow. oh God, I'm never trying Oz. to say it. Yeah, His full Oz. name is Osvaldo von Ruffnavins, but that the princessin will allow us, the traveler, to call him Oz. So there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> what I privilege. Would... I know. Privilege. I, would... I would lose my tongue so quick. <laughs> I mean, we are one of her only friends. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that's all the time we have for today. We'd like to say a very, very, very big thank you to Vanessa for being no. on the podcast. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, thank you no for problem. having me. Was- Thanks for being here. No. Our very first guest. Hope yeah. I didn't ruin it. <laughs> no, definitely Never. not. And we're hoping that she'll be back later this season for a special Hawkeye episode. Oh, no, you'll lose all your listeners. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, we'd lose all of our listeners if Fischl cut out our tongues because we can't pronounce Oz's that's, full name. That's true. Oh, yeah. Osvaldo, <laughs> Osvaldo. But if you like this episode, please give us a follow on Instagram, Tales of Devot Pod, or on Twitter, Tales of Devot. We are also on threads as Tales of Devot Pod. If you have any thoughts, questions, or things you want to know about this episode, or you want to let us know some thoughts you have for the future, feel free to email us at Tales of Devot Pod at gmail.com. You can also check out the description of this podcast to check out some more information about where you can find Vanessa and uh, where you can check out some of the stuff that she's been up to. Otherwise, travelers, safe journeys. We'll see you next time. Bye, Narfadorks. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm a Narfadork. Yes. We're all Narfadorks here. Oh, hell yeah. Here in the seat of Quanta. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs)